Run. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good, good morning. Morning, everyone. Hopefully this holds because it's been a little wonky lately. Well, I'm sure these 70 mile an hour winds ain't helping our Wi-Fi at all. Right. <laughs> good morning to Mo, Andy, Nicole. How are you guys? What's going on? Hmm. What? People went bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> they got blown away. They got blown away? <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Welcome to the Shadows of the Moon podcast with a little bit of chaos. Thank you so much for coming in and listening. How are you? Today is Monday, and you know what that means? Paranormal and the unexplained. As always. What? It means another work week. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my supporters and my podcast listeners. Without you guys, there'd be no us. This is true. Today on the show, we are talking about Natasha Demkina. And then we're going to talk about, is validation more important than proof? Then, vibroacoustics, Helmholtz, Renaissance, and ghosts. And then, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's there. It's not there. It isn't there. I said that. <laughs> you just heard wrong. Oh, <laughs> I know what I heard. And first of all, we're talking types of ghosts, according to Peter Underwood. Hi, Lady Blind Wolf. Good morning, Lady Blind Wolf. How are you? So, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hope you stick around and enjoy the show and weigh in on it. We might go in and out just because the wind is very strong here today. Well, it's been strong last yeah, couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed my uh, um, Wi-Fi has been acting a little wonky, like I said. So, But we'll try to get through. We'll try to get through. You got cussed out by a ghost last night? Uh-oh. That's pretty rude. What'd you do to piss it off? <laughs> And the only problem is, is you don't know where they're at to turn the cousin back out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Fun, but crazy. Well, I don't know if it'd be fun. Andy said weird. Went out to make coffee. Came back to hear you through the phone. Connection with Nicole. But my screen was still on Monday. I'm using preview. Oh, wow. That's weird. Lady Blaine Will says, A friend of mine lives on the property where the loss of mur- lots of murders took place. Oh, wow. Hey, Mo. Welcome back, Mo. Nicole said, Here to stormy weather all week, so loads of vertigo. That sucks. Well, it, we're actually a degree warmer today than we were yesterday. It's eight degrees out today. Oh, is it? Heat wave. Lady Blaine Will said, and ask them to leave my friend alone, or I would have to ha- I, I would have to handle it. 
and they dared me to do it, and then they were cussing me out. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shit, she means business. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Ryan, how you doing? What's good, what's good, what's good? Well, I know me and Shadows would be marvelous if we just stay indoors today. I know. Damn. We could just smoke inside and we would be all set. It's funny. Uh, I had to go over to where I work this morning to check for uh, this week's schedule. And I, I was outside in a parking lot standing perfectly still talking to one of our friends. And the wind picked up so hard, it actually, I just started sliding across the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. Sounds it's like crazy. my place when unwelcome visitors come here, I end up cussing them out. <laughs> hell yeah, there you go. Get the hell away. Oh, nice, Ryan. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait. He said, I'm tired. I spent hours at my research area last night. Very, very cool. So we uh, realized how lucky we got, uh, what was it, last night, night before last, when a 654-ton meteorite, huh? New Year's Day, 654-ton meteor exploded 12 miles above the, uh, the Earth. Yeah, it was, that's crazy. Where's the Space Force now, damn it? Yeah, right. Hey, why didn't they test out that thing that they were going to try to deflect meteors? Remember we watched that? That uh, It's not really a documentary, but they were talking Thank about... Thank you, Nubs. They were talking about that thing that they were going to launch to see if they can redirect uh, a meteor. Remember? Right. Yeah, yeah. So why the hell didn't they use that? I don't know. How they I, weigh? I don't know, Andy. I think I, they just go by the size of it, really. I wouldn't want to be the one that had to do that. <laughs> What's up, Nubs? What's up, Nubs? Thank you for sharing me out. Appreciate that. Yeah, I think they, they just go, Thank you. They, they uh, calculate it by the size and density of it. That could be. I have no clue. <laughs> they said the explosion was, was so bad that it rattled windows, houses, the ground, and you could, uh, Missy played a news clip of it. You could actually hear the explosion. Yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the one that has to go up there with a tape measure and see how big it is. And, yeah, that you know, would turn scale. <laughs> All right. So we got some interesting stuff to discuss today. So shall we get right into it? Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Brother Nubs? So, first off, we're talking about Natasha Demkina. Now, when we talk about stuff like this, paranormal activity in humans, sometimes it's frightening, but it can be quite rewarding, right? Stan Lee, who helped create famous comic book heroes such as The Avengers and The Amazing Spider-Man, Decided to come out with a television show, and I remember it. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was like 
it broadcasts superhuman or paranormal abilities in people. Um, and it was called Stanley's Superhumans. Uh, these wide-ranged paranormal abilities covered everything from superhuman strength to superhuman mental capacity. People featured on the show included, uh, and sorry if I butchered these names, Solomon Haneke, or Hane, known for his incredible ability to eat anything. Zamora, the torture king, who could skewer himself without feeling any pain whatsoever. And Miroslav Megala, a man with telekinetic abilities. Some of these abilities may seem more valuable than others, but imagine if you had a skill that could truly help others. And if you did, would you use your power? Using his talent. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Andy, Andy would, uh, and he says some of the uh, galactic erratics left behind by the icebergs that crossed the land in the U.S. still litter the ground, one of which is estimated to weigh around 18,000 tons carried by a bird said to be. That's wild. Oh, uh, and Ryan wants to know when you guys are having your cryptid powwow. He's really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I definitely want to get together and and shoot the shit with you about that because, you know, I don't know if I have enough hours in the day, though. (laughs) No, I do for that, definitely. So using this talent is a choice that Natasha Demican faces every day. See, Natasha was born in 87. In Sarensic Mordivia, Mordovia, maybe. While her life appeared to be completely normal at the start, her parents soon took notice of a unique ability that set her apart. A skill that lay in her vision. Right, Ryan? We're going to go on and on and on. (laughs) That's so true. So, one day, Natasha Natasha walked into the room and became aware of her ability to see her mother's organs, almost like she had x-ray vision. However, unlike with x-ray, Natasha was able to see each organ in full living color and movement. Can you imagine walking in and being just like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, I think I... I freaked the fuck out, honestly. Right? Imagine Mr. Minster. Hey, Mr. Minster. I know. That's what I'm saying, right? You just know. He's like, my mother's talking about another Ryan. (laughs) I better get in there. (laughs) Um, So... Imagine the wealth of information generated by all the additional detail of Natasha's vision, how it could aid doctors in the accuracy of their diagnosis. Once her mother had told her, told others about her abilities, of course, residents frequently dropped by to receive prognosis from the girl with the unusual ability. 
Natasha spent a lot of time in Russia helping doctors at a children's hospital with quite a bit of success. Among her accurate readings, Natasha was able to see the precise location of an ulcer in one of her doctor's stomachs. Hey, Jesse. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Among her accurate readings, um, oh, I already read that part. She was also able to differentiate between benign cysts from the harmful, harmful material. So can you imagine her looking at you and say, okay, that can that's cancer. Get rid of that. Or, oh, you're okay. That's not cancer. That's just so weird. In a test in New York City, however, it did not put Natasha in a good light. Her success rate was only, seemed to be a little under 60%. To me, that's still good, though. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if someone sees it, you're going to get checked out anyway, right? So why not, you know, have her look at you and see if she can see anything? But because of these results, the scientific community uh, discredited her. It appeared to the critics she was merely a psychic, a good one at that, who was able to read people to diagnose them. Meanwhile, other experts attempted to discredit the criticism. The test in Tokyo, Japan, went much smoother than the test administered in the United States, finally making a valid case for the authenticity of her skills. As Natasha's superhuman ability is only her vision and not her capacity to diagnose, she is currently studying medicine, which is cool, right? And hopefully this will help her fine-tune her skills and save many lives in the future. Now, if you'd like to hear her story and the rest of her story and more other stories, basically it's from... um, True Crimes, Paranormal Stories, Demon Encounters, Poltergeist, and Unsolved Cases. Ghost Stories 2. It's a two-book book series, which the link is down in the description. But interesting, right? Could you imagine how rich you could get quick? <laughs> it's not even about that. I mean, that would be I nice, know. too. But, but I think it's cool that she went, she's going to school. I mean, I don't know. I should should have done research to see where she is today, but it's really cool that she sees the stuff, but she don't know how to diagnose it because she's not a doctor. Right. Right. That's why she was working with the doctors, but to actually, I mean, she believes in her gift so much that she went to medical school. So now she can, you know what I mean? Diagnose, you know what she's looking at. Right. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Mr. Minster loves that twitch. (laughs) <laughs> Andy and Nubs are going back and forth. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting, cool story, you know? It actually is. I mean, I don't know what I would have thought walking into a room and then just I could see my mom's organs. Right, and like everything working. I don't know um, if I'd want that. I mean, I would want it to help people. Oh, because it was cool as hell when they were doing the uh, uh, 
ultrasound on my heart and I could actually see my heart and see it pumping and and it was actually kind of neat right yeah I I can imagine well I don't know I don't know man because let me tell you when I like I, I brought this story up before but when I broke my leg and I got the metal rod in there and everything I was like they were doing the same surgery <laughs> on I think a TLE program or something and I was like cool you know I can't wait to see this I want to see what they did to my leg and and what they put in it right so I got already I couldn't wait couldn't wait I don't know if psychologically it, it messed with me which I think it did knowing that they did the same thing to my leg like they got in there, and I was just like, I felt like I was going to be sick. <laughs> I was like, can't watch this. And I'm not one to shy away from gore. I mean, I I mean, I don't like gore, but I used to watch, like, emergency and stuff like that. You know, emergency room stuff, and I've seen a lot of gore, real-life gore in my day. Um Yeah, thankfully, Andy, I didn't watch it before. It I, my leg would my leg being broke and having to get surgery and everything. It happened so fast; I, there was no time for that to happen. But I'm yeah, I'm definitely thankful that I didn't see it before. Because I was like, <laughs> that's kind of like when I asked, you know, because I had a screw in my um, ankle to because when I broke my foot and my leg. I dislocated my whole ankle off the bone, so they had to screw it in there to kind of keep it in place because I broke all the little bones um, that hold it in there. And I asked my doctor, I was like, so how do you get that screw out of there? Because he, he wouldn't let me put a walking cast on. And he's like, listen, he goes, if you walk on your foot and that screw breaks, I can only get half of it out. So I'm like, well, why, you know, what? what do you use to get that screw out when he's like a screwdriver? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> shouldn't ask that. Hey, Cassie, what's going on? Hey, Silver Shroud. Morning, welcome, Cassie. Welcome. Morning, Jim. Ryan said, I watched him do, yeah, Ryan, if, Ryan, if you don't know, Ryan was helping his dad put, what, the ceiling up, I believe, and he cut his fingers and he said uh i watched him do all the stitches the only thing that forced me to look away was when they hit was when they hit me with the four numbing needles that guy literally said this is going to hurt <laughs> and, it, and it did I was in shock, Nubs. I was in shock because Ryan and my oldest, Taylor, um, when I actually did, now there is part of me that I can't remember how I got from my driveway to the back, to back sitting on the steps um, when I broke my leg. And I kept telling myself, I kept wanting to go to sleep. And what Taylor was in kindergarten, so that made Ryan, Ryan was like two. And it's getting a little toasty in there, huh? 
not that you can hear me, but now we can talk about them, guys. No. Um, so Ryan was like two when it happened. And so I sat there and was like, I kept moving my leg going, don't pass out the kids are right there. Don't pass out the kids are right there. And that's what kept me going. Thank you, Nicole, for the lemons. Thank you, Nicole. All right, we don't continue with the show. We ain't getting through all your stories. Ryan, Ryan said the sheer pain made me look away. I cannot watch something if it hurts. Boy, he, I'm he, to think he, if I've ever had to look away from something. He wouldn't have wanted to have been there then when I broke my femur bone. Thank you, Cassie, for sharing me out. When they had to roll Ryan. my leg back straight and then yank it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, when he was younger... He made me cry because <laughs> he got hurt. I kept telling him, don't run in the hallway. And he ran in the hallway and I was had the garbage ready by the door to go out before I went to work. And he ran and there was a broken antenna in there and stuck it right here. And I was fine. I did, you know, of course, you, mom, you go into mom mode. And I was fine. And we got him to the hospital. And I'm very lucky. My kids are very lucky. Like, for all my kids that had stitches and everything like that, it's always been my niece to give them stitches. So I'm grateful for that because, you know, having family there, knowing that they're not going to, you know what I mean? My uh, yeah, they're going to take yeah. care of them. Yeah, exactly. So I've always been lucky in that aspect. Thank God that they do stuff when the days that families are. But anyway, um, I was fine until they laid him down on the table and they covered his head so they could do the stitches with the paper, you know, so and cut the little thing out. And then Ryan said three little words, Mama. I'm scared. And then that's what got me. I was like, ah, you're going to be all right. Everything's good. You know? Hard, hard to convince a child that everything's going to be okay when you're panicked your damn self because they're making you cry. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't see me or anything, but I was just like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Andy, with talking about my leg, he says, would that be the day you actually swore? She's swearing... I think I invented a, a whole new vocabulary that day. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tolerate a lot of pain, but woo. And it's funny because at that age, I'm 16. It's not my first broken bone. I know what they're going to do, and I know how bad it's going to hurt. So I'm laying here, and I got my hands up in my arms like this. And this poor little nurse, she's standing next to me. She goes, you want to hold my hand? I looked at her. I said, you probably don't want me to do that. And when they, when they yanked my leg, I squeezed my arm so bad. I had welts that lasted four days. And she was like, right. yeah, good, good thing you didn't grab my hand. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that happened. I was 16. I had a metal rod from my knee to my hip for four years. That's crazy. That's crazy. That was fun. I could set off metal detectors at the airports. I still do. 
Not so much. I don't at the airport. I mean, they it shows up. Right. Um, yeah. But I know when I had visited people in prison, I I set up that they the one because I'd go once a week to one of my fr- friends to see them and and um it would set up. They knew me though. I would walk through it. It would beep. They'd get the wand, do whatever, and then go through. <laughs> they got so used to me. <laughs> There's like, oh, well, that's that lady. It's going to go off. Telling the new people, you know, it's going to go off. But you I think right. the, the biggest thing that, that spooked me about when they operated on my leg, and I, I never met my, my doctor, my surgeon, before the surgery. And after the surgery is when I finally got to meet my surgeon and realized he's missing two fingers on his one hand. <laughs> right. It's like, Doc, when did you lose them? <laughs> Nubs did your surgery? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. That's how they became really good friends. <laughs> Ryan said nothing hurt me the entire process, not even cutting cutting them. Those stupid needles literally felt like they were trying to stab the needle through my finger. Well, yeah. <laughs> finger, they, they, yeah. They, they put it right down inside the fucking wound. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not kosher. All right, all right. Let's move on from <laughs> broken bones and all that good stuff. So next, we're going to be talking about like types of ghosts, right? Now, Peter Underwood. If you if you don't know who he is, he's been a big name for years in the paranormal field. Um, he's had over fifty books. He's the president of it. I don't know if he still is, but. The president of the Ghost Club, member of the Society of Psychological Research. Um, if he had a lot of involvement with the Borley Rectory, if you've heard of him, that's probably where you've heard of him from. Um, so yeah, I mean, so he wrote a book that said uh, basically the different types of ghosts that we go through, you know, the first one is at a atmospheric photograph ghost, which in all reality, what we call today would be the stone tape theory. Now, do you guys believe in the stone tape theory or like, I'm a big believer in the stone tape theory. And what it is, is it's mostly certainly considerable evidence from all parts of the world over many, many years to suggest that certain events, often but not always, triumph or violent events occasionally imprint themselves in the atmosphere at the place where the event occurred. There could be possible climate conditions at the time, um, play a part in the strange recordings, possibly the presence of certain types of person is necessary or it may be such even remains as light particles imprinted and vibrating for many years possibly forever to be sensed or seen in an otherwise experience of some individuals who happen to be in the right place at the right time uh peter underwood if uh if he's still alive which is um, there's a good chance he is um, he served as president of the Ghost Club from 1960 to 1993. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's basically like, you know, of course, remember this book was 
published in 86, that Underwood is talking about the stone tape theory. It is thought that some sort of traumatic event is imprinted within the surroundings and that certain conditions can trigger this playback. What is interesting, however, is that while most people focus on the conditions themselves, Underwood states that maybe a certain type of person is required for this event to occur, which is pretty wild if you think about it, right? He believes that a person could have what he refers to as a mental imprint manifestation, where they are unconsciously feeding the spirit energy with whatever it is that they need to appear. Interesting. What do you think? I always thought you needed, they needed to go off of like electrical energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's we big, are I, mean, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> We're electric. Remember, they had to shut down half mine. <laughs> <laughs> But I wonder if that's why, like, if it is a stone tape theory kind of haunt, if maybe why that's why some ghost hunters see things and others don't. They don't have that right specific person. Well, I don't know. You know, my theory, how my theory runs with with the paranormal and ghosts. You won't see them unless they want you to see them. Period. What about what about um, residuals, though? I'm not talking about haunting. I'm talking about the loop. I don't think that they realize that you see them. Because they're living in their it, yep, world? It, and it's the same day after day after day. So I don't think they realize that you're there. Now, do you guys think that we're... So on the loop, are we seeing an actual different timeline? Or are we just seeing the residual? Um, residual? Well, I think you'd see a, a different timeline altogether. If, if you're seeing residual ghosts, they're from a different time. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? You, uh, it's, uh, Andy says energy is energy at the end of the day. Even a single amount contains a ton of it. Maybe the case they get that energy from someone, but it could also be that certain people exude that energy. That's true. I mean. Definitely. Definitely. And, Interesting. And your, theory might, your theory might even be, you know, spot on with a lot of people. If you're not carrying that right energy, then you can't manifest them. Right. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, pretty interesting. But see, that, and any, and, like Andy said, energy is energy. Our human, us as humans, our soul, or, or whatever you want to, however you want to describe it, it's all energy. That's why when we die, it's only our, our vessel that dies. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the next one is historical and traditional ghosts. These are usually associated with old and historic houses where uninterrupted occupation of the premise for many years seems to help perpetuate the ghost, ghostly figures that 
are recognized as the forms of real people who once lived there. Such ghostly forms walk or seem to glide through rooms and passages that have been familiar to them in their lifetime. They appear to be solid, seemingly dressed in the clothes of their time, and they usually act more or less natural. Although when structural alterations have taken place, they will appear to walk through walls and closed doors that are not there during their lifetime. And if the floors and ceilings have been altered, the ghost appears like they would have been, you know, appeared before such alterations took place. So that sometimes when flooring has been raised, for example, the ghost appears only from the ankles or knees upward. In common with practically all spontaneous ghosts, they never speak and rarely show any signs of being aware of the presence of the human being. Although, once they have been identified, it is found that they have suffered in some way during their early life. They seem to have kinship with the atmospheric photo photograph or mental images. Ghosts, but out of they're out of place and confined to ancient properties and apparently continue to appear for many, many years, perhaps forever. Often they come <clears throat> to be treated as part of the family or fixtures and never harm anyone. So, like, which makes sense because there have been a lot of, like, ghosts that you only see from the torso up. You know what I mean? Right. So it could right. be like yeah, well, a knee wall there. So we couldn't see that. But here's what I'll, I'll go ahead and show this. This is what they're talking about. Like if a floor plan from the 1978 is different than the floor or of 1878, it's a different, obviously, from the floor plan of offices in 1978. So the ghost is on the same path, but it looks weird to us because... We're like, well, why is it going through a wall? You know what I mean? Why do you only see half a ghost? Why Why is this ghost missing its feet? <laughs> right. Like I said, ghosts continue to follow the routes they use when they're alive, even if the house has been rebuilt since that time. This is why they seem to climb up stairs that no longer exist or are able to glide through walls. It makes sense. I wonder if that's why we have a sense sometimes of believing that a ghost is actually floating across the floor but it's not you just can't see its feet right right exactly exactly that is right. it, it, it's pretty interesting though right right i mean Cycling? It, okay go ahead sorry. that comes that comes down to that they are sitting there and seeing the hand coming out of of the wall i don't know though because i mean i wouldn't put it in this category just because you said the reaction of it true like, oh shit, he saw me kind of like think, as soon as i said something the hand shot backwards right so who's to say also that we're not residual hauntings in someone else's timeline. So they were trying to contact us. That's true. I mean, if they're a residual haunt in their own timeline, and if they no, do- No, we're a residual haunt in their timeline. 
can you know if you let me finish that oh sorry <laughs> but now if they see us in if they recognize us that we are in their timeline then we're haunting them right so like maybe he you know if they're doing ghost hunting equipment and stuff like that and they somehow came through our it's the magnets the magnets that did it <laughs> um came through the wall there you know what i mean right and he says could the floating ghost also be because the spin of the earth was different at that at the time one would be looking at within the vision that could be, could be. that would explain the voices i keep hearing well the voices i mean that could be like That could be definitely, not definitely, but could be um, residual noise bouncing around. And you're, you're right. And it comes to that right time and place where the spin in the earth was different, but it's flapping back at you. Does that, that probably don't even make sense. It's like, it's almost like <laughs> you spit when you're on a, you know, Ferris wheel and you get hit by it or puke on the Ferris wheel and you get hit by it. Oh, yeah, Andy, I, I know the tilt of the earth is constantly changing. I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. There goes, my, there goes my camera out of focus. So, I mean, it, different things. To, this is why I love doing these shows, the different discussions of, opening up you know what i mean how you doing ron ron <laughs> that's nicole on your laptop andy <laughs> right that's interesting andy yeah as in in winter you see a ghost at place a but in summer, you may see it many miles away. I can understand that. I can, but I don't. I, I, it'd be hard to distinguish if it's the same ghost. Right, but he's just saying at different times, you see ghosts at different places. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, it's just amazing if you see a ghost anyways, period. Right. Okay, cyclic or recurring ghosts. These come into a separate category because they return or are alleged to return at regular intervals. Now, if I had all this planned out when I was going to just do my podcast and not go live, um, there is a website in the UK, and I wish I could find one in the United States, but there's a cool ass website that like has an anniversary haunting list, right? And I wish somebody would do it for the States. I mean, it's really cool. So anyway, that's what he's talking about. By far the most commonest cycle is 12 months and we'll be looking, uh, it's like a ghost calendar. 
at the truly remarkable number of ghosts that are reported to return annually, almost as though as there were, they require 12 months to build up sufficient power to manifest once again. And, um, of course, all these are in the show notes. Um, she, the one who writes this article, says, I've seen this referred to as a type of anniversary haunting, where a spirit is said to make an appearance on the same day of each year. What I like about Underwood's take on the theory is that he also looks at the human mind connection. He uses the example of a spirit of a monk who spotted on the 30th of March of 30, March 30th of every year. If a person who is aware of his story and visits the location on this day, he says it's only too easy to see what we unconsciously want to see and hear what we unconsciously want to hear. Makes sense, right? Yeah. That's kind of that thing where you manifest it. You think, okay, this is the anniversary of that ghost, so I'm going to go here on the anniversary. And I should be able to see him. Right. And unconsciously, you do. Manifest it. You manifest it, yeah. You then get the belief that the ghost is following you, but it caught on the loop of its own time. Right, yeah. And then we have modern ghosts. Is is a common misconception that all ghosts are misty gray ladies or shadowy monks of long ago. There are many modern ghosts and ghosts of modern people and present-day occurrences. You, you, seriously, there are and people don't, I don't know. I don't know why people don't, like they always have, when you hear the stories, they always have like period clothing, right? But yet there are hauntings that do take place in the present. Um, for years, a ghost bus was seen in North Kensington, and many accidents were reportedly caused by other road users swerving to avoid the racing bus hours after regular buses has ceased to run, only to find that the brightly lit bus had completely disappeared. After one fatal accident, some say that there were several, the dangerous corner of the junction of St. Mark's Road and Cambridge Gardens is structurally altered, and thereafter, the ghost bus was not seen again. And, of course, this reminds you of the more modern haunt that the ghost of Flight 101, just because a building is old doesn't mean it, it's haunted. And if it is correct that ghosts are the spirits or energy of a person who passed away, then of course a ghost can be someone from not long ago. As paranormal investigators, however, you need to remember that anyone who has passed has family and especially circumstances are sometimes traumatic. It doesn't automatically give you the license, of course, to start to try to make contact. Um, which Lady Boinwolf meaning? Just like within Berlin and right. I'm not sure. Are you like talking about the, the wall coming down or? I don't know if, if that's a, st I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and he said it is possible that some of the ghosts in modern attire are merely the images of those who can astral project themselves 
Hmm, it's funny you say that, Andy, because we're coming up to that. <laughs> Could also be the reason why everybody says they were wearing, you know, clothes of a certain air is because that's what we've heard all of our life. So that's what we automatically see them in. That could be. And Boylan King Henry, the ace wife, who supposedly visits her home on a certain day. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll um I'll put it I'll find remind me, somebody remind me that after the live Put your book in the refrigerator. Yeah, thank you. Um <laughs> To find that link with the anniversaries in the in the anniversaries of hauntings in the UK, um, in the group and on the forum, because it it's interesting. It's very cool. It's very cool. Okay, so next one is Ghosts of the Living. Prince Rupert led his cavalry into a major battle of the English Civil War at Edge Hill in 1642. For months afterwards, people claimed to see a ghostly reenactment of the battle. And among those were reported to take part was Prince Rupert himself. But he was still alive at the time. There are thousands of such instances. People passing a friend in the street and later discovering at the time that the person was undoubtedly somewhere else. People waking suddenly and seeing the unmistakable form of someone they know only to learn that that person was, at the time, miles away. Couldn't that be um, like a doppelganger effect, though? Pretty sure, yeah. I mean, but that, that, the two people that argue with me, the one in the restaurant, swore to God that, you know, my name was fucking Dave. And you had a dog, too. No, that was the that other was one. Somebody that, else. That, that was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. At the hardware store in, in the gun section. And it's like, well, no, yeah, I've never been there. But. <laughs> right. But they swear to God that it, it was me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Under this heading, we, all, we um, must also consider the experimentally induced apparition. The ghost not of the dead or a dying person, but someone alive and well, who has deliberately made his or him Im her image visible to someone else. You know, this is, I really believe that some hauntings on people are OBEs or astral travels. Um, and that's why I totally believe in like, if someone's got a haunting and, a person has the ability to do OBEs and like if it's a person, say I didn't like somebody, right? And uh, you can do a little bit more than remote view. You can go into a person's house and OB, as an OBE or an astral travel and move things around and really fuck with them. And that's why I believe in like mirror spells because that'll keep them out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because you could drive somebody baddie that way, right? Hmm. You really could. And you could mess with how they think about things and shit like that. And I think a lot of that um, comes down to the fact of other people messing with people. Especially in different communities. I've heard it. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. You know what I mean? So... 
I really believe that something like that can happen. But people don't think about things like that. Oh, it followed me home. What if it didn't follow you home? What if it's somebody messing with you? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. And yes, Andy, it's actually you can haunt somebody while you're still alive. Definitely. If you can astral travel or have an out-of-body experience, definitely. Or you can also create a tulpa that follows you around. We have a lot of power. Hey, Shimmer Soul, how are you, hon? How you doing, Shimmer? A lot of people don't realize how much power our mind can do. It's because we never turned it on. Right. Well, a lot of that comes from upbringing, too, of that's not real, that's fake. That's this isn't real. You can't do it. That's fantasy. You know what I mean? Hi, Lady Crochet. Didn't even see her come in. I didn't either. Hey, Lady Crochet. How are you? I just happened to look over it and catch the name. <laughs> you snuck right in there. I don't even see her. Uh, she's just before uh, Lady Crochet or just after. You mean Shimmer? Or Shimmer, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> At least that's here on the restream side. Yeah, I see her. <laughs> <laughs> she did too. She oh, snuck in there. I she had no did. clue. She's good like that. <clears throat> um, crisis apparitions or deathbed visions. These postmodern um, mortem appearances take place at or soon after the death or near death of a person seen and do not seem to be related to any particular place or event. They are quite common, but are ghosts of, of limited duration and rarely, rarely occur more than four days after the death or crisis of illness of the person seen. A typical example would be a man in England who has a daughter living in Australia. At any time of day or night, the daughter would be aware, um, usually see the form of her father standing quietly looking at her. And substantially, it would be established either that he had died or reached crisis of an illness at the time his figure or ghost was seen. Now, this is interesting because this is how I got started in paranormal. When my dad came down with Alzheimer's, he would call out for his first wife who had passed away. And he could see her and he would talk to her. And so, I mean, and this, the weird thing about it is, is my dad came down with Alzheimer's when I was 10 and went in the nursing home when I was 12. So around 10, 11, this is when this was happening. What? I said, hurry back in. Oh, um, this is when this would happen. Now, my dad didn't pass away until I was 18. So, um, when he started doing that, that, that kind of pushed me to find out. And when I was 16 is when I, like I said, I started on my path and everything like that, but I got more involved in trying to figure out why he was seeing her, why he was talking to her, why, you know. I wanted answers, basically. Hey, Giggles. Hey, Giggle Pickles. How are you, hon? 
Shimmersoul uh, brings up, she says, I recently heard the term magical thinking being used as a personality type. This term was used to put a label on people that are open-minded, I believe. I've seen it as a negative term. Well, any label. I mean, we all have every gift. We all have everything. It's just learning about ourselves and bringing it forth. We all have. There's no one special person, and that's what labels do is try to make people more important, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Nicole says, I was five when I saw my Dutch grandfather and he had a talk with him. He said goodbye to me and ran to my mom to tell um, tell her. And 30 minutes later, he died. Yeah, that's exactly what they're talking about here. In the crisis apparitions and deathbed visions. Oh, that's um, like we watched uh, Christ, who was it? Was it Axel Rose? Where he sat and he had a conversation with his dad for hours? No, that was Sammy Hagar. Yeah, Sammy, and then... Come to find out his dad wasn't there. His dad was actually dead on the other side of town. Right. On, on the park bench. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's stuff like that. And, you know, the term apparition is uh, obviously quite a broad one. While many think of it as just a transparent ghost, there is a bit more meaning than that. While some sightings could be dismissed by people, a crisis apparition is a little more credible in the eyes of a lot of researchers, given the strange circumstances that surround it. Um, The fact that they are seeing the spirit of someone who they say sometimes before they pass, and it's quite intriguing. And it is, no doubt. Giggle Pickle said, I was five when I had my first experience. And that's usually what happens when you're young, you have the experience. And then people are like, nope, nope, that didn't happen. And that's why it gets pushed to the back. And that's what Nicole just said. My mom was gifted too, but she denied it. She didn't want it. I think most people can reject it too. Absolutely. Uh, If you don't believe that you, you can suppress it. Yeah, definitely. We do it. We can do it to ourselves. I did it for a long time with my autobot experience. When that happened, I, you know, because they were like somebody's, I can't even remember who the hell it was, but somebody had said, oh, that's somebody trying to get into you. And that scared me. And then I realized over time that that was not the case, <laughs> but because it, it scared me, I closed it off. I didn't want to feel nothing. And I did. I didn't feel nothing because I didn't want to. Um, Welcome back, Andy. Welcome back, Andy. I saw my two cousins year after they passed with a man who looked like a train conductor. Oh, interesting, Giggle Pickles. That's interesting. But yeah, I mean, it. when we push it to the back step, you know, that's very, how are you going to sit there and type something like that? And then some missy don't read this <laughs> jerk. And you know exactly what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to see there? Oh, 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 oh. Poor yeah. place rips the garlic, black pepper, old bay and salt. <laughs> not right. But 
I was too young to realize what it was. Exactly. Yeah. And that, the thing what is, is you, when you're young, you don't know, like Danielle, like she'll tell you, she's had an experience where she talked to a ghost girl and it, it was a real person just like you and me, you know? Um, that's why I think a lot of, uh, um, childhood friends, you know, are actually spirits. Simon says, I saw my grandpa in dreams laid out ready to be buried. Six years later, I had I had to see my grandpa before we had him cremated at the funeral home. He was exactly how we seen him. That's what I think. I think a lot of that, too, it's it's weird that you bring that up, Taz, um, because of the fact that lately in my dreams, hey, exploring with Holy Cowgirl, how are you, hon? Um, lately in my dreams, like, I think I'm jumping timelines and I see different aspects, um, like I'm seeing things in my life in a different way, but it's, and I think that goes with like what you said about six years later, having to see the same thing. Thank you for the follow. And I missed it. I think, nope. Kevin one, one, one. Kevin one one one, thank you so much for the follow over there on Gilat, or I don't know where he followed, but and how you thank doing, you. Uh, cowgirl? <laughs> um, today was the anniversary of Grandpa. Gotcha, but yeah, I mean, it's very weird. Like I'm looking at thing, things differently in in my dreams. Like I'm realizing that it's a dream. And I'm realizing that there's something in the dream that I need to remember. Usually that's how it goes with me and my dreams. Um, So, but a lot of that has to do with like premonitions that I've had in the past that I didn't know were premonitions. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like having a deja vu in your dream, (laughs) which is very weird. And then he says, family ghosts, these ghosts, which are attached to certain families, often their purpose seems to be to warn members of family approaching death. In general, there seems to be more common in Scotland than anywhere else. Thank you, Cassie, for the share out. Um, In general, they seem to be more common in Scotland than anywhere else. While the Banshee, a wailing sound that heralds a family death, is exclusive to those descended from ancient Irish. While um, I often hear a person being haunted rather than a location, the Banshee is something which seems to be rooted in folklore. There is a famous tale that occurred in 1770, which talks of a reverend who became deathly ill with reports of a Banshee calling out for a week before his death. And I believe that happens in all cultures. There's a lot of native Hello, Frostbite. How, How you, you doing, doing, Frostbite? Well, you know, well it's, it's funny you're talking about the Banshee because I just watched a video and they're talking about if, if you hear a Banshee screech, mm-hmm. somebody in your family or close to you is going to die. But if you see the Banshee, you're the one that's going to die. You're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> the folklore that goes along with it. Now, Native people up here are very enriched in folklore. Um, they still to this day are very much aware of different well they'd call it monsters 
Do you know what I mean? Um, like if you see this, this is a bad omen, you know, bad folklore. Thank you, Frostbite, for subscribing. Thank you, Frostbite, for subbing. Welcome, welcome to this crazy little world of ours. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I think it's all over. I mean, I get the banshee with the Irish and stuff like that. It's just like, here, I'm trying to think of what the hell Janet told me. Like, I'm really good friends with a native girl up here, and, and I'm trying to think of what the hell she told me, like, they have one of those, like a banshee type thing. Not a banshee itself, don't get me wrong. But that type of haunting, if they see, they know something, it's a bad omen. Andy says, Eddie, so what, ha what happens if you're related to the banshee? Just thinking of my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, cowgirl. I hope everything's going to be all right. She's getting ready to go to the doctor. Definitely. Pop said everything goes well for you, hon. So then he talks about haunted objects. Just as some houses seem capable of attracting and holding a ghost or ghostly happenings, so too, but more rarely, are objects that seem capable of attracting and retaining a ghost influence. Some objects that seem noticed that are especially like to come become haunted objects. Many skulls are said to possess uncanny powers. Hence my my scullies. I'm probably the wrong way. I don't know. I can't. No, see you had it right the first time. Okay. <laughs> um, of course, those scullies are sat with synergy. One of the uh, uh, crystal skulls. I have to think. Of, I can't think. Um. So, and the one immediately thinks of skulls at Chilton Cantileo. Wardley Hall, aptly, and I'm probably saying these wrong, I'm so sorry if I am. Please don't take offense. <laughs> aptly Brid, Burton Agnes Hall, Warbleton Orrery, Orrery, Bettiscombe Manor, and many others. The skull at Bettiscombe, which Michael Finley showed me in the company of Lord Gibson, resided in a shoebox. And was almost certainly that the skull of a prehistoric girl who died some of three, four thousand years later. Michael Penny told me, and this is of course coming from Underwood, it is said that the scream, it is said to scream and cause agriculture disaster if taken out of the house. And also to cause the death within a year of a person who commits the deed. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, I mean my my uh, my scullies aren't haunted. They actually have personalities and go on walkabouts. Same with Eddie's scully. Yep. Matter of fact, I just had to find him again the other day. That's what you were saying, yeah. So I mean, they go on walkabouts. They have their own little thing, but don't like that one that I have that I told you. Um, it reminds me of the personalities of the ants in the. Um, Really? I can't remember. What's my favorite movie? <laughs> Practical Magic. Wow. How the ants are in that movie. That's what that one Scully is. And let me tell you, she lets me know if like, well, you fucked with it, so you deal with it. You know, that's all. 
Uh, Andy says, Missy, the power of crystals. Ever fancy spending spending some time with one of the genuine ancient crystal skulls? All my, yeah, all my uh, scullies have come from Synergy, which is an ancient crystal scully. Did I just call the Synergy a scully? I'm at an ancient skull. Like, respect. Mad respect for that. Um, and see, my skull, I wasn't even supposed to get. Nope. Nope. And it just kind of went on a walkabout and jumped in the envelope when it was getting shipped. <laughs> yep. I am in contact on them to let them know that I got an extra one. And they're like, well, that was meant to be with you. I think it ended up mine because it, I, every time I turned around, it was right there. The Benson Hedges skull, yeah. It gives you a chill. Maybe it's calling to you. Yeah, Scully and Mulder. I know. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I know, right? That's Wednesday's shows, Nicole. <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, so, like, you can definitely feel the power in the Crystal Skulls, definitely. Um. I've never, I want to, but I never have actually sat in and talked about <laughs> energy or anything like that. And I would love to. <laughs> I don't know what, it, I don't know what I would ask that, though. Do you know what I mean? Simon, I'm, I'm sure that if you uh, get in touch with uh, Shadows after the show, she can relay the uh, website to you. He's asking, how does he get a scully? Let me. Here's the website for you guys if you want to check her out. And Cherry's awesome. That is the website where I get my skulls from. And pictures of synergy and all that. And what's nice is that she tells you, you know, what synergy has told her about the skulls. Well, the thing what is, Nicole, and it's funny you say that because she's like, most banshees, according to the myths, are bringers of death, not always appear to you before death. But the, the, hey, Danielle, oh, you're back in school. Well, don't get in trouble for being what being here. Hey, bug. Oh no, you might be out of school. It's three o'clock there. But anyway, um, the funny thing about that is, I had somebody come to me one time. I think I told this story. I'm sure I've told this story. I had uh, somebody came to me one time and asked me to check up on a friend, right? And I don't normally do this because I feel that it's um, yeah, because Danielle's not used to foul language. <laughs> um, Brian either. Why you gotta, you know, Andy, why you gotta single out Danielle? Ryan's not used to foul language either. No, but, um, <laughs> anyway, somebody came to me and asked me to look in on a person 
and kind of shield them because they were scared somebody was getting attacked. Um, so I did. And I found out, well, I put a, a mirror block up on it and a, and a bubble. And the image that came to me is I can't even fit. Well, I can explain it, but so it, the image came to me like the bubble was like, I was almost looking at a snow globe type of globe. You know what I mean? Over the person. And it was kind of freaky because of the fact that um, hey, smoking G-sharp. Uh, all of a sudden at this globe, and I think I told you on about this, is like there was this banshee like bashing her head. Like she was pissed that I had put this ball of protection up against somebody. And like I could just see her bashing, trying to crack that. Well, thank you for the follow, Mr. Is it Rocker Vlogs? That's what yeah, it looks like. Mr. Yes. Rocker Vlogs. Thank you for the sub, for the follow. The follow. The follow. Um, so it was kind of freaky to see that. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. Like I've put, you know, protection around my kids before. And obviously I don't think anybody dares fuck with them. But well, it's kind of like what you did when I was in the hospital. Yes, I explained to Andy and Nicole about that, but I haven't told anybody about that. But anyway, so I I totally, like, that's the first time, like, I've ever seen a banshee. And that's the feel that I get, that it was a banshee trying to get in. And either, you know. <laughs> oh, very cool, Mr. Rocker Vlogs. Yes, we love paranormal stuff as well. We're the type of channel to where we talk about it, we try to, we discuss about it, you know, different ways, different methods, different uh, feelings on on paranormal, I guess you can say. But we also do other things as well. Tuesdays we have either self-empowerment or tarot readings. Wednesdays all about UFOs. Thursdays about cryptids. And legends and lore and Fridays we do Freaky News Friday, the weird nod news of the week. So welcome. Hopefully you love the channel. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good, that? a good thing. What's that, honey? I said that would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's the same name, Shadows of the Moon. <laughs> so okay so let's but like I was saying basically it was it freaked me out it's the first time that I've ever had to put protection on somebody and have like this banshee <laughs> come after it <laughs> so whoever sent a banshee was pretty pissed off I'm sure <laughs> yeah so oh go ahead I said yeah yeah so and the next, we have the last but least of this article, I believe, is, oh no, I'm lying, fraudulent hauntings. 
Sooner or later, every ghost hunter encounters the fraudulent in his search for the genuine ghost or haunting. Most frequently, it'll be found that um, it has been taken to be a ghost that has a perfectly rational and normal explanation. Some mundane, some mundane things like loose water pipes and I say fraudulently loosely because like, I mean, some things happen in a house that makes noise that can freak you out. Like what the hell? Stupid stuff too. Like the other night I was laying in bed, didn't realize that I turned my, I didn't turn my speakers off. <laughs> so I'm laying in bed and that first few seconds of it switching over to a YouTube channel going, Whoa. I'm like, Laying there going, what the hell is that? You know, <laughs> until I realized what it was. Uh, that goes right through with me walking down the hall and that fucking door handle jiggling. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, you know, you can be freaked out by stupid stuff, you know, but you don't realize it. And especially if you're not in the paranormal community and, you know, we're used to if you're an investigator, you're used to making sure that, like debunking, you know what I mean? Making sure it's not the water pipes, making sure there's, you know, it's not airlocks or ill-fitting floorboards. <laughs> you know. Very cool. Very cool, Mr. Rocker's Log. Thank you so much for finding me on YouTube as well. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, that can really freak somebody out. So make sure you're checking all that stuff. Thank you for the sub on YouTube, Mr. Rocker Vlogs. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay, Andy, hurry back. So I wouldn't call them fraudulent haunts. I just, you know. Welcome back, Nicole. I did, Simon, I did. He said Shadow went and filled her PJs at the sound of her speakers. I did. It scared the hell out of me. You know, you're laying, you're just getting nestled in bed, relaxed, you know. Of course, me, you know me. So I got the cartoons on and I'm just getting ready to fall asleep and just it was one of those things where I was rolled over the other way and it's like do I turn and look <laughs> or do I just sit here and figure out just cover the blanket over my head you know <laughs> but that's, that's what I love about this talking to you guys as well because you guys know me if something stupid happens to me i'm going to tell you about it <laughs> and then of course we're talking survival after death this could be the most logical answer to a number of ghostly appearances indeed for some interested instances it has seemed that the only explanation possible survival of some part of the intelligence of some people seem likely in view of the available evidence, especially for a limited period. And this survival, be it temporarily or permanent, would of course explain some of the well-attested instances of evidence of life after death. 
that is defined by the true searcher after truth among the records of spiritualism and adherence. And as far as ghost hunting is concerned, the ghosts that suggest survival after death are best investigated with the cooperation of, of committed but open-minded spiritualists who are aware of many pitfalls that await the unwary and seek proof of the afterlife or the life after death. See, I, I don't try to explain it anymore because just with my life, at, not my near-death experience, I I haven't found all my answers yet, but for the most part, I at least in my journey, having that near-death experience has opened for more questions, but yet has validated some. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mr. Rocker Vlogs says, I've had a lot of experience myself years ago. Interesting. If you'd like to share them, please feel free. Um, I have the links down below in the show notes. Um, you can either uh, write in or you can leave me a voicemail or head on over to the vo um, forum. I almost said vlogs. <laughs> Taz, it's funny that you said that because he said I freaked last night at a hoodie hooded figure behind my bedroom door pulled the blanket over and went to sleep only to see it was my dressing gown. Yeah, see? Stupid shit like that. We just were like, what the hell is that? Yeah. We're human. Hey, you know, it, it's heavy. We're at that age where fucking clothes should be folded and put away. We throw them in a fucking chair. We don't pay attention. We go out, we come back, and it's dark. It's just enough light, and it's like, who the fuck is sitting in that chair? Right. <laughs> you're like, what? So you could slowly reach over and turn on a fucking light, and I don't not know what you're going to find, and there's your fucking clothes just sitting there. I'm like, yep. son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Nice, Andy. Nice. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely, you know, how you look at things. It's perspective, right? Other explanations include. But not limited to. <laughs> but not limited to time slips. Where for a second or a moment or longer, a past scene is replayed in present time. Psychic echoes, if you will where there's some a sound of some past event recurs without any visual aspect. And animal ghosts, which I've had, my cats, um, if we're, we are of the opinion of the ghost or human beings, our spirit forms in any, reflect, any way reflect a life after death, must force us into taking a total different look at some apparition. There is good evidence for ghostly horses and dog stories, of which are especially common in the United States, Europe, and many parts of Africa, as well as Britain. There is also, it seems, ghost cats, cattle, um, sheep, and wild creatures, too. Birds, squirrels, bears, deer, the list is endless. Mr. Rocker wants to know how, long you, how often you go live. Five days a week. I try to. Um, oh, but what I was saying about the hood, the black hoodie, hooded figures, man, we're going to, I 
think Wednesday's show, I got it uh, talking about different um, alien species. I found something interesting about black hooded beings and maybe even black eyed children entering interesting stuff. I can't even talk. I'm so, you know, excited. No, it's because it's Monday. Yes, that's right. My good days of talking are what Thursday? Did we we said no, that? If Wednesday? You're good because oh, you Wednesday, know, good. that's right. Yeah, because you build up <laughs> to feeling good. Now Thursday is just that back downhill because you know you only got two shows to go. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely very cool information that I found last night researching. I don't know what I was researching. I never. <laughs> I have. Chaos can tell you I have like 20 channels or 20 uh, tabs usually going across my browser at any given time. And as me and Nicole were discussing the other day, we were researching one part going, oh, oh, what's this? That looks interesting. Open another tab and so on. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she does. Once I was in my kitchen at night with my hooded gown on and looked like a ghost. Some stupid F had broken in. Saw me, scre- saw me and screamed, oh, shit. <laughs> and began blabbing on the ground, even reported himself. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. Can you <laughs> break it into somebody's house, seeing that shit, and be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Andy. Andy says, black-eyed children? Leave my kids and grandkids out of it, Missy. I'm sorry. Don't tell Jack. <laughs> All right. Moving on. The fucking phone just got down. All right. What's the matter? You all right over there? Hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so moving on, is validation more important than proof? And I brought this up because of the fact that it's changed over the years for me. When I was a young paranormal investigator, it was more about getting that proof, right? Now... It's more of, I want to validate what I, what I think is going on. Does that make sense? Hey, Murphy 06. Nope. Sorry. We're not Turkish. No, sorry. We eat Turkey. You are. (laughs) But it's, this is an English speaking room. So, yeah, so, like, what's your take on it? Would you rather be getting the proof or getting validated? You know me. I I like proof. I love debunking. Right, right. It is, in a way, fun. Not going to lie. I mean, that... Like the clip I, I sent you and tagged you in. Boy, I debunked that one quick. Right. 
But, of course, this article comes from LLIFS.com, which is, the links are down in the description. And I, I've always loved her take on things. She wrote, this is a common scenario I see play out on social media, and one that once again found my, I'm myself entangled into. In this particular instance, a person had what they felt was a very strong and profound experience that was also experienced by others. To accompany this experience, they had a photo where a green orb could be seen. And many of you already know where this conversation was headed. They sent me a photo to ask my opinion of what it could be. I usually will tell a person, sorry, I don't review photos. But in this case, I could see the cause straight away, and it's something I have written in depth about. And, you know, when somebody that's worked around um, cameras for a long time, you know, some, some, I'm saying some, orbs are, you know, flares. or But we know what to look for. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying every time it's that, because it's not. Um, but I love how she explained it. I also went on to say that just because the screen light is not something paranormal, it doesn't mean your experience didn't happen. And I love that. Okay, Danielle, no problem on that. Ryan says validation is always a priority for me. Proof in circumstantial evidence can be misconstructed, just my opinion. Yes, we're on the same wavelength there. Um, definitely. Some people's ex- explanations of phenomena is ridiculous because they can be so close-minded. But the thing about it is is a lot of it, too, is if you've had that experience, don't doubt yourself. You don't have to ask other people. It's all on perspective, okay? You know, again, I bring up the perspective card because we all see things in different perspectives. We weren't there. I can say, look at a photo and say, well, it looks like it's this, but I'm not there. If I'm not there, I can't judge what you have. I didn't experience it. That's like when the door handle jingled. I got I got validation and proof. <laughs> I got double you whammy. You yeah yeah exactly. You know, it's That's true. Which link, Nicole? What's that? I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan says, we, we have to watch out for confirmation bias, though. That plays a huge role uh, quite often. Right, right. See, a lot, of, a lot with my stuff is, is I just, I'll let you I tell you my experiences, right? And, like, you can judge back and forth. I don't, to me, yeah, I really it's not something that back in the day it was. I wanted, I wanted your um, 
I guess, other people's validation. Now I've come to trust myself and what the experience that I've had. Do I question myself a lot? Hell yeah. Right? So it's not something like, oh, well, this happened to me and no, I'm sitting there. That's when my scientific mind starts working with my spiritual mind. Well, don't start working together. They start bashing each other. And I'm sitting there. Okay, this happened. How did it happen? And stuff like that. And I start arguing with myself. But uh, (laughs) I don't judge other people's paranormal stuff just because for the fact. I mean, I have. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. I do. There's. I see when it comes to paranormal stuff, I get either very pissed. And we discussed this the other day as well. I get very pissed or I'm like, well, it's their their life, their reality, not mine. Um, but then I get pissed because I'm like, if this is supposed to re- be a real paranormal group and somebody sees this and says, oh, I can call them for help. How are they going to help somebody if they don't know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I have two ways. It depends. What, I guess it depends what mood I'm in. <laughs> I'm not going to I saw a video with a doll moving recently. Part of me thought fake. Another part of me was saying eat real. The only problem with dolls moving, there's so many things that can, it, they can play out that it's fake. Um, we watched uh, a video the other day and uh, he's got the uh, K2 meter. And it's just going off in his hand, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now, wait a minute. So now what, he, what he's going to try to do for proof is he's going to set it on the floor and back away. But here's the funny part. They never showed him putting it on the floor, but they showed him back away. Now, could that have been remote control for it to light up and go off? Absolutely. It's electronic. That's why right. we, we had we had problems with that because they didn't show him put it on the ground. But then if you watch closely, and, and Shadows caught this, if you watch his hand with that K2 meter, he puts his one finger against it and it goes off and he'll show you. But now he'll take his finger off and turn it back to him and it stopped going off again. So it's really hard to tell if, if what he was catching was real or if he was actually making it go off. Right, yeah. So, Nicole brought up that my links aren't working uh, under my note, my show notes, under my note shows. You know, it's um, funny on the YouTube side, I, I have no links. Have you, did you press show more? There is no button. Oh, wait. Yeah, there is. Hey, look at all them links. Some hey, look at that. So, that's, that's one of them. I mean, it's just, if you go to shadowsofthemoon.net. You can get to anything that I've talked about, except the stories. Not yet, because I haven't posted them yet. But all the links that I put in my show notes will end up on my forum boards, if that makes sense. Yeah, don't go there Um, yet. 
Ryan says, hoaxers really damage our fields. Yeah, cryptozoology, paranormal studies, both are affected by hoaxers and fakers. It's a shame. UFO community as well. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely, and that's the biggest thing. If somebody calls, if somebody's out there making entertainment, which I have no problem with, make your entertainment, but don't play it off as real because there are people that need help and are scared and don't know where to turn. They see your stuff. And they're like, oh, I can get them to help me. But yet those people really don't know what they're they're just entertainers. They're not investigators. Hopefully, <laughs> if they have a right head on their shoulders, they'll say, listen, let me put you to these people. That's what I always do if I, you know, well, I'm usually be. talking to other people going, hey, I can't help this person, but can you? Usually, if somebody comes to me paranormal-wise, I'll look for um, people around their area. Same with UFO and cryptozoologists. I do that because I don't want to leave somebody hanging. And I know I've left somebody hanging, and I feel really bad about it because just with everything that was going on with Eddie's health and everything, um, it's not that I forgot about it. I just... I was constantly working. I'm not going to make excuses. I've been an ass. <laughs> you know, tried and true. Um, so, well, like Simon says here, he says, not likely, Ed, but not out of the realm of possibility. And I think he's referring to the K2 meter thing going off. Right. I'm not, right. not going to call out the show's name. Um, but the reason why we lean that way, Simon, is they have been busted professionally. On setting shit up. So now that we know that they do fake some of their shit, it's hard to see anything that they do as in real evidence. Andy brought up a good point too. Sometimes just having the ability to tell someone and not immediately getting labeled as a nut can help people to no end. And that is so true. That is so true. Um, Ryan says, right, I know a few people who use cryptids as entertainment and put forth false info. That is not really okay at all. Right, exactly. And especially in the cryptid world, because we're, you know, you're trying to find out if these things are real, if they're, you know what I mean? Um, whatever you believe about cryptids, you know, exactly. And people like Ryan, who's out in the field and other people that are out in the field are trying to, you know, figure this out, just like paranormal people with investigations and, and UFO people with evidence. That's why I I take all evidence, unfortunately, with a grain of salt. It's because society made me do that that way. Does <laughs> that make sense? Um, and it, which is sad. There's only a few certain people that I trust, you know. Ryan, of course, happens to be one of them. I believe in his evidence. I know he knows what he's talking about. There are certain people. That's why I have that. I mean, I have a lot more, like, YouTube people that I watch. But that's why in my main show, not no, my main page on YouTube, I have those. Sorry, I hit the mic. I have those people that are listed down there. There's a reason why that are, they're there. There's a reason. Because they have no reason to fucking uh, tell stories and, and shit. They want the truth. They're, exactly. not here to, they're not here to entertain. They it's are here to find the truth. 
right. That's why Ryan's link's on there to Monster Radio. That's why Troubled Minds, Mike Strange, you know, he's like, he. I love his statement when he says, listen, I'm not, um, how does he say it? I'm not the answers guy. I'm the questions guy. You know what I mean? Because he, he's trying to figure out shit as well. Um, who else is on there? Creepy little, creepy little book. I love listening to him because I learned so much from him. You know, um, who else is on there? Chad, do you have Chad on there? No. Um, Scarab Performance. We talked about him the other day with, with the Mandela effect. That's why I go to listen to my Mandela stuff. Um, you know, there are certain people that I have on my YouTube platform that I really trust. Haunted Haunted Road Media, Mike. He's another one I trust wholeheartedly. And don't get me wrong, like there's been people that I'm I'm not saying that everybody I trust is right or or you know, whatever. Because there has been somebody I watched for a very long time that has a show on TV, um, not a ghost hunting show, but, um, you know, like one of the, and I can't blame him because he's, well, I can blame him, but anyway, he has a show on TV and where they are putting information out there actually about cryptoids, cryptoids, cryptids. And I, every time I say cryptoids, I think Captain Caveman, but, um. I watched one of the shows, you know, it's a weekly series and, and uh, there was information that was misleading. And that really hurt me because I, I watch, I've been friends with him for freaking years, but I don't, I don't know how that media, first of all, it's on the travel channel. <laughs> so therefore, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because travel likes drama, travel channel likes drama. And like, no, I got to, I got to agree with Nicole on this. She, cause she says, I don't always believe all the modern devices they use. So easy to tamper with. If it's electronic, right, right. it can be messed with quickly and without anybody ever knowing. Except that group doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a techie person. I will tell you, I love my toys. I love my technical toys, but I also love old school. No, it's not all Hollywood style. Even the newer stuff. That's where I find my information. My new toys. <laughs> you know, I I love all my paranormal toys. Um, but like I said, I love old school ways of doing it too. It's all trying to, like, I mean, if you look at stuff like the Malmeter. If you research why that was, hey Spitfire, why that was Spitfire? that was built by Bar Gary Kelka, who who lost his Bruce. daughter. That's why his his daughter Melissa. Now, that's why it's called the Melmeter. I mean, things are being built to find out. Trying to, are they guaranteed? No. But it's a tool to help you. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Okay. Yep, that's it. Nicole, it was named after his daughter. Um, 
the ones on the big channels you mean she right means. or yeah she means <laughs> she's, that that's in reference to the one she said all hollywood style right but they still have you you know Okay, we can agree to disagree on that. <laughs> there is no big deal. That's why I love having these discussions with you guys. I really do. Nicole's weirding me out, though. She's on both channels. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. No. Um, no, it's okay, hon. It's okay. That's why, that's why we have these discussions. I love hearing your guys' thoughts on things. That's why I ask these questions. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know. It gives me a way of, of sitting there, you know, thinking about things. Maybe I'm thinking about different things in a different perspective. Because all I have is my perspective. Yeah, you. <laughs> but, you know, we all see things in different perspective. What might be paranormal to you might not be paranormal to me and vice versa. Right? Right? Left. So left. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, you know. That's why I have a channel so we can discuss things without arguing with each other, you know? We can have a, things like an adult. But, um. You're, Nicole, you're right. Listening to others' opinions can broaden our views, but it can also hinder our views, too. You have to know yourself. You have to know what you believe, what your core values are, and what you believe. Really. Um, and they can change. Don't get me wrong. I from when I started back in the day with, you know, paranormal, learning about paranormal, and then encrypteds, and then, you know, UFOs, has changed a lot. My views have changed a lot throughout the time. That's through research, you know. If you don't believe something, research it. And, Nicole, I know you do. I'm not saying that to you. But, I mean, in a broad perspective, if you don't know about something, research it. Make your own conclusions. Come to your own conclusions. You know, that's how we do, right? We're humans. That's the way we're supposed to be. That's how we do. That's how we do. <laughs> So, but I think the, the reason she brought this up in the blog is, is basically because of the fact that um, is basically a lot of times if we're brought information and say somebody gave us a picture that shows an orb, but it's a like this one with a green orb or yeah, it's a green colored orb or something like that. And you can tell it's a lens flare. What she's bringing up is, is because we don't, we see the lens flare and they're like, no, that's not what I felt. And, and if it doesn't coincide with their perspective, then they get pissed off. So I get her point on all this. You know, and then the, and then uh, they ask the question, 
in other social media platforms and and they're like why won't people believe me and you can tell that you know this is out of desperation like we if we're looking at a photo and all we can see is a lens flare but you had that experience don't let anybody tell you different do you know what I mean? We might not see it because we weren't there. We didn't feel it. We didn't, whatever, you know, me, it's more feeling, but other people is sight and, you know what I mean? You shouldn't have to prove your own personal experience. That's what I'm saying, basically. Exactly. Believe in yourself. Trust your instinct. Exactly. If you feel it was a real experience, then it fucking was a real experience. You know? That's like I say, what have I said? I've never been attacked by an evil spirit. I'm not saying that they don't exist. It's just never. In my world, they don't exist. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know all the answers either. (laughs) I wish I did. Although I don't wish I did, because if I did, then I'd be dead. I don't know, you know. (laughs) You know, and no matter what, if you've had two years, 10 years, 20 years with varying degrees of experience, you know, these, they change. The views change anyway. So it's no big deal. And that's, that brings up like what we talked about way before I took my break about people faking stuff because they, and I'm talking about people not in the paranormal world. I'm talking about people having investigators come into their house because all this, you know, an investigator, it's like a car. You take it to a garage because it's acting shitty and you get to the garage and it runs perfectly. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's happened plenty of times. So people, that happens with peoples and hauntings, too, that have these experiences. And then when investigators come in, they don't get anything, you know. And and then these new investigators go in the house and they expect it to be like it is on TV, where boom, 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 boom. It's not like that. Believe me, it's very boring. It's a very boring job. Not all the time, but some of the time. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, so these people like will try to fake out an investigator and it's not that they're trying to fake out. They're just desperate because these people aren't going to stay and help me because there's nothing going on. Well, a true investigator will stay and help you. True. You know, help you get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, they may if you're out of state, but they'll be keep you in contact with you. You know what I mean? They won't if they're out of state. Obviously, they can't be there every night, but they'll keep in contact with you. So if something's happening, you have a person to call. You have people to call. Yeah, they're not just going to leave you high and dry. Exactly. Well, thank you, Nicole. Nicole said so that's why this missy lady is good. Both to learn from. I'm learning myself. I'm right there with you guys. I'm learning. I mean, there is shit that happens daily that I'm like, what the hell's that? 
Nicole says that is why I'm I can be reluctant to tell people what I see or sense. Mostly they think I'm a fake because I don't um, own all the devices. No, that's not true. You have gifts. We all have gifts, right? Don't need to document. Screw that. Don't be reluctant to tell people. I mean, more people are open more so now than they were, right? I mean, Back I have. I, I, right. mean, I, have I haven't opened up a lot, but I'm, I'm more open now than what I was last year or the if, year before that. If I, if I sat there and talked to Eddie like I do now when we first met, I'm sure he would have ran the other way. Well, I wouldn't have ran. I'd have just looked at her completely stupid. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right, yeah. Um, well, I tell I told you, Nicole, that I watch most of the shows, the ghost hunting shows, um because I want to see what the new equipment is. <laughs> if I can't find it online, I want to see what everybody's using. Spitfire says some have more gifts than others. Some have more open gifts. Everybody has gifts, the same gifts. Everybody has everything. But it's, yeah, you're right. Some are more open, have certain gifts open more than others. But everybody has the gifts. I, I know, right? Andy knows he's gifted. Eddie knows he's gifted. He's special ed. That's right. I like windows and eat crayons. Oh, stop. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, it all it's all in perspective. If you feel you had a, uh, don't I have to ask anybody? I mean, I get it. I get it. Do you see what I see in this picture? That's why I put it. I If I do anything like that, I'm like, do you guys see what I see? If you don't, you don't. That's kind of like what we talk about with spirit boxes. I think because it's coming through on the vibration of a certain individual um, that's listening, even though we're all listening at the same time, you're going to hear something what you're supposed to hear. You're going to hear what something you're supposed to hear. And this person over here is going to hear what they're supposed to hear. And all three of you hear something different all at the same time. Exactly. Hence why I hate when people are doing the, the spirit box, they tell you, this is what we heard. What do you think you heard? Well, now you just told me what I heard because that's what I'm going to hear. Right. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's all wrong or right. I don't fucking know. We all live our own life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something that, like I said, something that's paranormal to me might be not paranormal to you or vice versa. But I love hearing the experiences and no, what you think about things, how your perspective is. I want to know your perspective, you know, and it comes down to that color isn't white. It's pink to you, but it's white to me, right? Like some people say the sky is blue, other people tell you it's turquoise. That's awesome. Keep working with that Spitfire. He said, mine was awoken big time last year on Lost Souls Paranormal Livestream. Now I'm really tuned in and stopped the pounding in my mind as spirits trying to speak to me at all the time, all at once. Yeah, that's hard. You got to learn. Yeah, they, 
because they're like, oh, somebody's light came on. <laughs> Attack! <laughs> and it's not attacking in a bad way. They all just want to, they all he, want to be heard. He, all at the same time are thinking, can they help us? And don't be afraid of, I'm, and I'm sure you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But don't, if that happens to anybody out there, just don't be afraid to sit there and go, don't let fear, you know, hold you down and sit there and say, hey, guys, listen, I can't talk to all of you at once, one at a time, just like you would on a spirit box, right? Can you talk one at a time, please? Don't be afraid. Or even if you have spirit guides, if, if that's what you work with or anything like that, ask them, hey, can you do, can you quiet them? I do that all the time. I ask my higher self and because when I'm in the bathroom taking a shower, I'll hear more voices and they'll all, like you, they all come at once. So I have to tell my higher self, because that's what I work with. I don't work with spirit guides. I work with higher self, my higher self. Tell my higher self, which is weird in its own way, right? Um, listen, can you, no voices in the bathroom, no voices in the shower, because I'm likely to slip and fall and kill myself. And I don't want to do that. Off limits. That's right. Bathroom is off limits. <laughs> Hey, KYG, how you doing? I want to poop in peace. (laughs) Right. Uh, Nicole said a friend of me, and she is wicked. We used to watch shows, but we saw things that didn't see on the shows. Kind of funny. Yeah. What's up, KY? Yes. And Nicole uses a very good trick as well. She has the, um, she closes her door. So people, like spirit knocks on her door if they want to talk but she's like not answering it <laughs> I think but you have to, oh sorry I think Nicole's got herself under control to the point where she ignores the knocking they'll finally go away right they, they won't they, they'll, they'll stop bothering her for a while they're like oh she's not answering today <laughs> uh when I tell some friends about ghosts they are always scared that's because fear of the unknown. We See, that's the thing, too. As an investigator, we have to look at it from their perspective, especially if they're not in the paranormal UFO or cryptid family or community, right? They're just going about their daily lives, living their lives, and they don't know about paranormal. Not everybody just... We have to remember... We have to remember that we all started somewhere, right? We all started... Something scared us or something happened to make us want to investigate this more. They're not at there. They don't have anything that scared them yet. This thing, particular thing did scare them. That's why they come ask questions and come look for help. We have to remember that back in the day, no matter how long ago you started investigating or being even interested in the paranormal or believing in ghosts or anything, there was a day that you were frightened. I was frightened. Oh, hell yeah, I was scared because I didn't understand it. Fear of the unknown, right? Remember, these people that are asking for help most likely have never, they're not in the paranormal field. They don't know. Terry, there's my body. How you doing, Terry? I'm guilty. I must be having a lot of problems with my computer. Oh, really? Hey, uh, yeah, I still don't. Oh, there's Terry. Hey, Terry. Yeah, I <laughs> know my restreams. 
restream side is not even synced with YouTube side, and YouTube side is slower than hell. Yeah, I know. Same here. Um, I'm guilty of writing in the spare messages. I thought I was helpful, but I see what mean what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know. So it's all in, you know, how, how we, we have to remember that they're just, they're not used to it. And, and, you know, it's crazy, but it is. It is what it is. But that's why I love having these discussions with you guys. I love the perspective of it. And that's why I love helping people. Dave come in and, had a, and uh, have a question. I have tons of people in my chat room that can answer it. And I love it. And if one person can't answer it, I'm sure collectively it'll get answered. We'll come up with an answer. <laughs> uh, we'll make it sound real good, too. <laughs> Definitely, Spitfire. I can see that. I still have barriers up. He said, I think I have barriers up in place since I've been bullied as a kid. So any sense of the unknown, my barriers go up naturally out of habit. Definitely. Definitely. Listen. I'm the queen of barriers. <laughs> I am the queen of barriers, right? There are some that I can take down. There are some still there that I have no clue are there. And I know this. Right, my magic eight ball says, "I have an I have a magic eight ball up at the front desk. <laughs> Can I help you? Well, let's see about that. No, um, or, or no, it's a customer coming in saying, "Can you help me?" Grab the magic eight ball. Hold on a minute. I'll see if I can help you. Nope. Right. Not today. Yeah, we all have. I you know, a lot of my barriers are just like, do I believe this? I got to sit there and and like digest it. If I hear something that like resonates with me and it's like, do I believe this? If so, I go forward. You know what I mean? If not. And then I have barriers for like the other night, like I said, um, in my past show about trying to contact Valiant Thor and him kicking my ass. <laughs> you know, I don't want to feel sick. So I put that barrier up quickly but I think they also stepped back knowing that they made me sick whoever it was if it was really him or not Eddie thinks it's like his right hand man but I don't know um And all I can say is all I can experience is what I've experienced in my lifetime. I can't say, like, you know, Spitfire just said some spirits were bullies when they were alive. And they were bullied when they were alive. You know what I mean? Um, I just know from my experience of, of my, my near-death experience of how I felt. And there was no feeling of that. So Jerry, I think a lot of sorry, that's why I was... I was just thinking that a lot of hauntings and that are stone tape theory because when we pass on, at least from my experience, 
we don't, it's like I've explained before, we don't feel anything but love and we have everything at our disposal. The reason we're on earth is because that's boring. That's boring. We know what we want. We have it right. We think it. We don't even have to think. Like it's right before we think it and boom, it's there in front of us. And all we feel, like I said, is love. That's the only feeling emotion we feel. We feel love and the connectivity of everybody. So that gets boring. <laughs> so says, it's like, I'm sure you all, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Terry says, I'm sure you all see a lot working in a motel. Um, Albert used to encounter a lot where he worked. Believe it or not, in this hotel, Terry. And I'm very offended. It's a hotel, not a motel. That's <laughs> why I said it, in this hotel. <laughs> oh, <but laughs> just kidding, um, Terry. It, it's not as active as, as what people would think. I mean, yes, we do have our runs where we see spirit, our, our shadows and that. But it's not as often as what people think it is. Yeah, like, I mean, so... Like, I'm going through this hard thing right now where I've told you guys that I see a little spirit boy run back and forth, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, I had told Eddie that little spirit boy came downstairs. Now, I thought it was re residual haunting because of the fact that it was running back and it was doing the same thing over and over again, right? I'd be sitting in a chair. I'd see him run by. He'd peek his head over and then be gone. Did that over and over and over again. So residual haunting, right? And then I was sitting at the desk, or I was not sitting, but standing at the desk. And I could see him peek over on my peripheral vision. I could see him peek over the side of the... Bannister. Bannister. Thank you. <laughs> and now I'm believing I manifested that because of the fact that first it's a little boy. I'm a mom. You know what I mean? Um, but because of the fact that, because he's never done that before. And I really doink. <laughs> I read Andy go oink. And so I'm like doink. Like my New York kind of came out there. Um, <laughs> I don't think that he's a real haunting. That it's just stone tape theory, right? Don't know what I happened. Know, I've, I've seen the boy. Do the same thing, right? Not no. I haven't seen him come down the stairs or anything, but I've I've played peekaboo with him around the corner many a times. Okay, but I I don't know. <laughs> Terry said, "You have a magic eight ball behind the desk. It's Motel Eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's just funny. See, so." It, unless you, you convinced me that there's a shadow of a young child for me to, you know, manifest it in my own mind. But I, I, I think, didn't I spot the shadow first? I think uh -oh. so. I don't know. I don't know. What's the matter? Because I, I remember he used to just cross the top of the stairwell. Yeah. And after a while, he'd cross, but then he'd peek his head back around just to, to, to look at you. But you had to be in the lobby to see that. Yes. He never left the lobby. 
except for when he crossed the stairwell at the top. Once right. he did that, we had no idea where he went. Yeah, exactly. Or the time, like the residual hauntings with the housekeeping. But who's to say? Who's to say this is not, I mean, we, spirits are around all the time. So this could be active. I I might be in somebody else's room in a different timeline. Terry says, you were Pete, he was boo. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, there have been a couple of deaths in this hotel, but we don't know who. We don't know the gender. We don't know how don't old. Know what rooms? Don't want to know what room? Nope. <laughs> well, I do know one of the rooms. Well, I don't want to know one of the rooms. Well, I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> That's my worst fear. One of my worst fears. My first worst fear <laughs> is putting somebody in somebody else's room. That's no, my, you, fear, my worst your, fear. Your worst fear is getting swallowed by a fucking whale. Well, yeah, that's true, but that's beside the point. <laughs> My second worst fear is is like somebody not checking out and having to go check the room and finding somebody. Like that welcome one back, time. Bug. Like that. Welcome back, Bug. That one time that dude came around. He's like, I'm knocking on my mother's door and I she won't open the door. That freaked oh, me the fuck out. I yeah, was like, one, oh, Tom, my God. Tom had to cut the fucking uh, uh, latch. Yeah, she just couldn't hear. She had taken. Yeah, she, her... was, she was deaf. Yeah, not completely deaf, but to the point where you could beat on the fucking door, she wasn't going to hear it. Yeah, he's like, I've been trying to knock it on the door, calling her room, nothing's happening. I'm like, oh my god. Yep, um... we actually had to have <laughs> we had to have, we had to have a maintenance guy come in and, and cut uh, the latch to be able to open the door. And, the, yeah. and here's the weird part. Now, the whole time that this sawzall is going, she never flinches. The minute the door fucking opens up, though, and he steps in, she wakes up. Yep. Almost like she sensed he was there. Yeah. I was just like, mm. yeah. Where the guests that got turned in. I, I think he means bed turds. I don't know. I don't deal with that. <laughs> uh, guests would come to Elver and report events in the room. He heard of the most deaths since they opened and the rooms always matched the complaints. Well, see, that's, I mean, I've had people, I've had, nobody's come and at, well, I had one dude that I put into a room and he came down and he's like, can I change rooms? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. What's going on? And he's like, the energy's just off in that room. I'm like, okay, no problem. And then I did have one other dude. Now this is in the five years that I've worked here. Um, another dude come in and say, did anybody die in my room? Or has anybody, oh, what did he say? Has anybody died in my room and has anybody ever mentioned hauntings here in the hotel? And I'm like, not that I'm aware of and no. And I wasn't lying because me and Eddie have seen hauntings. Like everybody that's works here knows. Okay. Everybody that's here has worked here, lives here, 
knows that there's activity here, shadows and that certain thing. Um, but no guests have ever come to me and said, hey, your room's haunted. Or, hey, this room's haunted. So I wasn't lying to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are you going to do? Yeah. It's either his work calling him or one of his friends that lives here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have the, the residual housekeeper, the knock on the door. Nobody's there. Um, I think it's the old housekeepers doing their job. You know, because you got to, you know, do, do, do housekeeping. Or if I knock on the door, it's do, do, do front desk, you know, um, but then nobody's there. I notice it now. I don't notice it as much. But when I first moved here, I noticed the knocking a lot. Remember, hun, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you hear a lot of here. But it's hard to tell because it's an older building. Right. I mean, but it doesn't sound like a settling knock. It literally sounds like, well, a housekeeper knock. Yeah, but yeah. I've had knocks on the front or on the door, and I've told you about this. I'd wake up, go to the door, ain't nobody there. Yeah, look up and down the hall, ain't nobody. But it sounds just like somebody knocking on my door. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. That's that's why I call it the housekeepers because it's got that housekeeper knock or front desk knock. I don't oh, hear anybody uh, saying housekeeping. Sorry, Ron. I think I know the, the video you're talking about. That was proved to be debunked. Yeah. Although, God, if that ever happened to me, I don't know, man. I mean, oh, I'm going well, hell. Well, well, you had that kind of with, with Alex and that helped me. Oh, that was, that was fucking freaky. Yeah. That's like the only weirdest thing that's ever happened. We, we had a, 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 one of the guys we worked with, he came down to our uh, room one time every, and he goes, go ahead. Explain what he was doing. Every, every winter before we open up for season, he's the one that. Steam um, cleans steam all cleans. the carpets, the yeah. rooms, everything. But he, he had to walk down to the end of the hallway to get uh, water for the machine. And then he goes back and he comes back a couple minutes later. He goes, did you or, or Missy go down in that room when I wasn't there? And it's like, no, we haven't even left. Uh, I, our matter of fact, I wasn't even working because he knocked on our door in the room you're in now. So he's like, you got to come see this. So I walked down there and he goes, what do you see in the window? And I'm like, I don't, I don't see anything. So he kind of closed the window a little bit. And here it says, help me with an exclamation point. He says that was not on the goddamn window when he first started cleaning that room. <laughs> but he, he actually thought it was one of us fucking with him, and it wasn't. That's like the weirdest thing that's happened here. I mean, like, out of, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> down in 129, because I'm not in that room anymore, but you know, with the mirror, like, we think something was coming out of that mirror. Like, my, um, I'm down on the ba in the basement, basically. We call it the dungeon. <laughs> and, uh, 
like you hear a lot of doors shutting down here when nobody's around. And that's exactly kind of what Eddie went through when we first, you know, of course we're in a power outage and down here is really dark. <laughs> like that odd, like darker than dark, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when Eddie almost jumped into my arms because somebody jiggled that handle and he's like, there's nobody down here. Nobody. And we know there's no windows open or anything. Matter but of fact, just, what door was that? Uh, 106. I still remember what door it was. It was 106. Is that a storage or is that the electrical room? Or is no, that I, I think it's an actual room. room. Oh. I don't know. We haven't had most of these doors open in so long. I don't know which is which anymore. I don't know. I got to use the bathroom. Well, I'm going to end here. Can you? No, make it quick. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because <laughs> we're 12 minutes over, which is great, because I love going over with you guys. That means we're having interesting talk, and I love it. Ron says, I left a motel because I had the feeling someone died in my room. See, I've never, now I've been in motels and hotels that I felt eerie about, but I've never left a room because of room 1408. We don't have a room 1408, Andy. <laughs> no. It's definitely not room 1408. But yeah, so tomorrow we are talking about taking back your freaking power. I think I heard Eddie flush the toilet. I don't know. Um, not really. But uh yeah, tomorrow we're talking about uh taking back your personal power, uh, how we go about doing it, what is it, why do we need to do it? All that good stuff. Um, with that being said, thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, and thank one you. Thing, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. One thing you don't do is, is tell an older man to hold his pee. <laughs> true, true. My bad. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for being here. To everybody that watches this after the fact, all my podcast people, thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Thank you to all my new subbers and followers. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, it has been fun, Terry. It has. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then, see? Andy says, I just noticed you add those numbers together, you get 13. It was certainly unlucky for the guy who stayed there. Very true. What, what room That's why hotels... Hotels aren't supposed to have a 13th floor or a 13th room. That's all superstitious, though. It is superstitious. Someone did a little investigation on an angel this morning for an attachment, and one of the words they repeated on the live was hung up. My lights and TVs flickered. That happens. That's why, you know, a lot of people say if you watch ghost shows, it can come through. You, you, what, What's really happening, let me put it to this way. 
in my take, this is my opinion, as always, this whole show is my, mine and Eddie's opinions and your guys' opinions thrown in there. My take is this. When you're watching, a, if you're really caught up in whether you're watching a ghost show, a cryptid show, or UFO show, whatever it is, you know, how when you watch TV and you go into that zone, you're in that zone. So you're allowing, it's not that more things are happening. It's, they've always been happening, but you're in that zone. You can see it more. Your vibrations up. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's what I feel happens. And when you, it's the same with lives. If you're really into a live, you open yourself up. See, I just opened myself up. Yeah, I don't want to open. I, yeah, I need a cigarette. Yes. <laughs> but with that being said, we shall be here tomorrow. No, Thank I you won't. So much. Oh, I won't be here tomorrow. I will oh, be right. work. But that's the rest what. of the week, I'll be here. I totally forgot. Yep. Again, all the links will be on the forum um, for this show and uh, every other show. Uh, and like I said, if you would like to, if you've had an experience with spirit, whatever, um, and you would like to tell your story, no matter how big or how small it is, we'd love to hear it. You can go over to shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash podcast where you can either write me or leave me a voicemail or head on over to the forum boards and you can share them there as well. Like I said, tomorrow's show is a Shadows Corner Extra, which means we're talking about personal developments and taking back our power. Um, and we hope to see you there. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. And on that, stay safe, stay strong. We'll get through it all. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Love you. Love you, guys. Mm -hmm.